0: Welcome back. Welcome in to the lion's share podcast. The one o'clock warriors are back in action this week. It's a cat clash lions taking on the Panthers at home in Ford field. We're going to give you the latest on injuries, give you our game keys, predict a winner and then predict a winner from every game here in week five in the NFL. So let's jump right in. First thought as we bring in the boys, Boy, oh boy, I sure hope this matchup goes differently than last year's stinky showing. Uh, Yeah, last year, bad bad showing in week, whatever that was down the stretch. Really could have used that win, uh, but we're on to a new season here. What do you guys remember from that field and that day?
1: I remember that uh, the disruption we had after the game. uh, I think uh, the whites left everybody. Everybody was a little drained of color. That day, um,
2: but the field is what I remember the most. Mitch, it's you know, it's it's tough to win in uh, Sam Darnold's house. What are you gonna do? I mean, Sam Darnold is the goat. That's what everyone says. Um, you know, we we move on.
0: Who is the Panthers' backup now that Sam Darnold's gone? Andy Dalton. Same person, really, right? Same person, right?
1: He started a game this year already.
0: I know. So you guys calling for Andy Dalton?
1: No, but uh, if Bryce Young continues down the path, I mean, honestly, we might see Andy Dalton in this game, uh, especially after what uh, our front line did uh, to Jordan Love.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like that prediction. And uh, side note, uh, I got to give you a shout out for your performance on the last episode. I thought you played very well in the podcast or form. So I gave you the MVP for last episode. You put it all on the field.
1: I'm going to go ahead and uh, return it. That's a team ball.
0: Okay. See, I love it.
2: it. I love it. He tossed it right back.
0: That's a Dan Campbell guy right there. Um, and I still can't believe that Mitch and I both hit the Christmas came early at the same time.
2: Christmas is coming early again this weekend. You know what happened last year? I think the the Lions didn't rush, like, run the ball at all. Not the story this year, fellas. Not going to happen.
0: Okay, calling for a big ground game then.
2: Calling for a huge ground game. Whole team's okay. going to get Team FedEx Ground Player of the Week, Lions. <laughs>
0: yeah, into its rightful owner. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Lions as a whole just real quick, and then we'll talk about injury updates, and then we'll get into uh, the keys. To the to the ignition. All right, so the Lions come into this game with the number one ranked defense versus the run in terms of yards given up. Uh, I believe Seattle had the had the lead going into Monday night, but they all they could do was give up five yards or less, and it would go to or five. They gave up more than five yards. Detroit was the rightful owner. So there you go. They gave up more than five yards, albeit in a uh, a sad game for the Giants. Let's just leave it at that. Um. So Lions, your number one ranked defense versus the run. Looking to continue that here against the Panthers, and they also lead the league in pressures with 49, which is astoundingly high, uh, especially after the first couple weeks without a sack. Now here comes the Roaring Lions once again on D.
1: So, um, yeah. But can, can somebody, like, I don't know, what was my prediction at the beginning of this year?
0: Look, look, I know where you're going with this, and I didn't, perp- I purposely didn't say it for a reason. Mr. MVP, but yeah, you can you can take a little victory lap, but it's, it's the rush defense. Now, if we want to talk about the pass defense, well not so high, but we're getting one back, too. Mr. Mosley? Well, skipping ahead to the injury report. We'll talk about that in just a second. The other news we had this week was week six against the Bucks officially flexed into the 425 window, so the one o'clock Warriors no longer next week. They'll be in the 425 slot versus the Bucks. Um and other news, Julian Aquara is off the IR and he's in the 21-day window to be reactivated. We'll see what they do there. If they if they bring him back, reactivate him. Um obviously he was floated around about a potential trade offers. Uh we know the Giants were looking at him at one point. So we'll see what they do there. And uh from the poll last week from the shareholders, the BAMs player did come out to be Montgomery. So the the S in the BAMs uh, steady with David Montgomery. Um, Just your friendly reminder to you Spotify listeners out there. Make sure you scroll down on the poll. There will be one underneath this episode. Uh, It will have you pick the winner here against the Panthers and the the Lions. So, injury updates. Brian Branch not practicing this week. The Lions did not practice today, uh, which is a little bit off schedule from what they would normally do they normally don't practice tuesdays but um, dan campbell going with a little different approach didn't practice today as a team Um, so we don't have a full prognosis on some of these guys we don't have game designations yet because they didn't practice technically today they practiced tuesday but took wednesday off Um, something to do with the long long um long time since they played the last game on thursday so uh, St. Brown, also not practicing, now listed today with an abdomen, in, in addition to the to the cramps and the toe that he's been dealing with. Thought that was a little interesting. Derek Brown's back practicing, tie back practicing, which was huge to see. Potential for a return to the starting lineup for all the offensive linemen this week. Frank Ragnow popping up on the injury report, but just a rest day. Um, Kirby Joseph, uh, practicing, but partially. Not a full practice for him, so he's still technically questionable. Mosley, from Dan Campbell's mouth said, "Looking to get him some snaps this week, and also JMO looking to get him some snaps this week. That's your injury report. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that,
2: not necessarily the injury report, but I thought just a note to the cohesiveness of the defense and how how well they're playing. Did you guys see what Campbell said about Kaminsky? The secret sauce of the defense, Campbell said. Which I think is incredible, and I think we talked about it last or on Sunday, where it's like you've got uh, or last week Sunday, whenever we talked about it, uh, you've got Aiden breakout year, just getting all the pressures in the world. Now they got someone else to finish it off, and on the outside, working from the out inside out, someone who's creating some inside pressure, leading the tackles outside or the quarterbacks outside for Aiden to finish off. Of. I thought that was a good nod to like the ultimate grinder on the team.
1: One hundred percent, and I mean, I think uh, he would also add anybody on the other side of Aiden is the special sauce, but Kaminsky is the one putting in the work and putting in the grind. I think he even called him out for uh, was it the two point conversion stop uh, in that same press conference. I I think it was uh, pretty pretty sure he uh, he also called Kamish out in that same same line of questioning about making that big stop, and he was the one to do it.
0: Commish. Yeah, I did. I did see that. And, uh, you know, Dan, with the references, once again, the secret sauce. That's that's just an incredible line for Dan. Um, let's talk about the Panthers and the Lions. We've got Lions at 10. Uh, a little discrepancy here. Nine and a half slash 10 point favorites in this one. Largest since 2016, uh, 2017. I don't know if you guys um, read about it, but do you know who the opponent was in 2017?
2: 2017. Ooh, Browns?
0: Andrew. No guess. No guess. Okay. Well, Mitch is correct with the Browns. Uh, that was the year the Browns infamously went 0 and 16. So there you have it. I uh, don't remember which week it was, but yeah, that was what do the do I last time um, you get to do the outro.
2: Pass. Okay.
0: <laughs> you can't you can't return it. No, no take backs. Uh no, so returns. no one
2: wants your garbage tonight. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so that's simply incredible. Uh, what do you guys think about that line? Too high, too low, too perfect?
2: It's intimidating to say the least. I think it's I think it's realistic. I think it's very achievable. I think it's it should be done. Um I don't it's just a lot for the NFL. The NFL's lines are almost never or very rarely double digits. You might see that um, I don't know, sometimes maybe like one or two a week, but it's not very common, but I think, I think they can get it done. if They play their game.
1: Uh, I think this is a testament to what, uh, the media and everybody was hyping in the off season. Um, kind of a little bit of respect in the payoff. I think Dan and a lot of guys were saying it in training camp, talking to the media, you know, uh, we're getting a lot of hype and a lot of buzz, but we, we haven't done anything yet. So uh, I think this is them kind of the fruits of their labor coming to fruition and a lot of respect coming their way. Shout out Oh, uh, Lee McNeil,
0: too, said basically the same thing this week in his, uh, one of his talks with the media. Said, we just got to stay in everybody's neck. And uh, no, no truer words have been spoken. Um, in terms of other lines that are double digits, this is um, the only other one that tops the lines spread this week, and that's the Dolphins over the Giants at 11, minus 11 last yeah. week.
2: So it's I mean it's spot on. There's like one one or two a week that you see like that. And mm. Dolphins and Giants. I know it's going to be an interesting game, but I do think they may take a dookie. The Dolphins may take a uh sea-sized dookie on the Giants.
1: Andrew, can we get a beached whale? Uh when that moment comes, we may see a beached whale, but I mean afraid to talk about the Giants real quick. Did you guys see Dayball throwing uh, tablets Daniel Jones way. It was uh, that was a tough sideline to
2: watch. That pick six was atrocious. Which one? Like what wasn't it? I mean, everyone's calling it the um, oh the Witherspoon coming out party. He played an insane game. And he, what was that? Was that a ninety-eight yard pick six?
0: In that in that neighborhood,
2: yeah. It's just a tough look for someone who signed uh what 40, 42, for whatever it was, million dollar a year contract.
0: Weatherspoon got a lot of money too. Remember, he held out as a rookie. Rightfully so, I guess. That's earning up. earning that paycheck. Uh last week, one last thing about the the spread. Well, last week I believe the San Francisco 49ers were 14 and a half point favorites over the Cardinals. That was one of the largest I've seen in some time. That's huge. And I think the um there was another spread that was big, too, and it was like nine, nine and a half. So it's just surprising. We're not used to seeing this as Lions fans to have such a big spread in a Lions game. It's, it's good to see. It's, it's that respect that Andrew talks about, but it does, as a Lions fan, just kind of makes you worried, right? Um, but I, I think we're, we're past that, right? It's a brand new Lions, new look Lions. Um, Lions last played the Panthers just in the preseason. Obviously, that was with a lot of backups in for the Lions. The Panthers played their starters, but the Lions did not. Lions won that 26-17. to 17. Uh, I believe that was the tornado watch game, if I remember correctly, um, or tornado, tornado warning. Um, so, yeah, let's move into the game thoughts and keys. Um, obviously, no weather impacting this one. This one's inside the dome of Ford Field. Um, I, I liked how we started last week um, with Andrew starting us off with keys. So. Let's go to you first.
1: Well, if we are, I'm sorry, Mitch. I'm gonna steal one of your keys, but it's one of my keys of every week, and it's you gotta win the turnover battle. You just gotta start there and end in that department. I I'm really sorry. I will I'm gonna leech a little bit more off of you, Mitch, as well. And it's something you brought up in the preseason, and it's Adam Thielen. And I I, my key to the game is to put Adam Thielen, the veteran, down early, make sure he can't score. CJGJ. From the sidelines, let him hear you. I think he's kind of the only veteran presence they have on their team. And if they get a little bit of steam going, he's just going to add to that and fuel these guys and push Bryce Young along and kind of be his his uh, safety target, just like Josh is for golf. Um, so put down, uh, put down Adam Thielen and you got to get pressure on Bryce Young. Make him uncomfortable. And, and I really think that's all there is to it.
0: Calling for a euthanizing of of Adam Thielen. Correct.
2: I think Andrew's spot on, especially with the stuff he started with. But I do know that you say that every week, so I kind of stole that from you. For me, it's just play your game. Don't try to force it, and you gotta win in the trenches again. I think you kind of showed last week that you can be dominant on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, at, at the point of attack, and that's what you have to do again. Again this week. I don't think they have to get too fancy. I think they're just gonna kinda ground and pound all all uh, all game long. Andrew and I were talking earlier. I think you might see like a 190 yard, one touchdown stat line from Goff this week. I just think they're they're really gonna try to unleash, hopefully unleash Gibbs, keep it going with Montgomery, a one-two punch. Um, and I think that's the key from last year. I did have Tommy insert here. Last year the the Panthers had 320 rushing yards to the lines 45. That is embarrassing. So I'd love to see that flipped. And I think the focus will be on the rush attack this year.
0: Okay. See, yeah, I forgot. Uh, thanks for giving us all PTSD. I'm looking at this. I can't stop looking at it. I forgot just how bad it was. Tried to erase that from my brain. But here it is again, rearing its ugly head. See, I I don't see this as much of a grounded pound game as much as you guys do. I think I think I'm looking for an air attack here. Once again, I'm going to repeat myself from the Packers game offense has got to get in a rhythm. We saw how effortlessly they marched down the field some of those drives against the Packers in the first half. I'm looking for more of that getting in a rhythm. And uh, this is one. this is my big key here is win third down. Um well-known fact here, say something nice about the Panthers. Carolina is third overall in third down defense efficiency. They only complete uh opponents only complete 28% of their third downs against the Panthers. So, something to watch for, part of that is that Teams are not getting the third down with the Panthers, but um, n- say something nice about the Carolina Panthers. They have a good defense on third down. Looking for the Lions to win third downs and uh, not not and not get off the field and not settle for field goals. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was a lot of knots in there. I've got a lot of knots in my back right now just from saying that. Um, and on, similarly to Andrew, I've got Adam Thielen on the list here. Familiar foe from when he was a Viking. Don't let him get in a groove. Put them down early.
2: No. I think we're getting really good at this. Honestly, I, I have a few too. more.
0: I have a few more notes, not necessarily keys, but this is obviously okay. a Deuce Deuce Staley, Staley on the coaching staff of the Panthers. Revenge game for him of sorts. Um, he'll be hungry with a run game that struggled. Struggled. The Panthers have struggled on the run game, and uh, struggling might be putting it lightly. So, watching for that. Um, DJ and Chark. also DJ Chark. Oh, there you go. Sneaking that in there. Yep. Shark revenge game. Um, sneaky uh, prediction ahead of the predictions. I think Shark gets in the end zone in this game. Just for one. Um, other thing I've got of note. Uh, don't play down to your competition. The Panthers are bad. Keep the hunger. And uh, put them away. Put them away early. Don't let them hang around. The Panthers are uh, a little bit of a fighter team. One last note. I keep saying one last note, but that is this is literally the last one. The Panthers have five fumbles through the four, first four games and four interceptions through the first four. So they've averaged at least one interception and in one fumble per game. So to Andrew's point, let's win the turnover battle. One, one last note. Do we know Thank if you. this is a sellout?
1: It's got to be. I mean, they're traveling well. They're showing up to the home rank games extremely well. Just wondering if we had gotten... You know, some sort of word. I'm sure we're at least into the standing room only at this point.
0: You know, if it, if it's not a sellout or not into the standing room only, that kind of speaks to what the, the fan base is feeling about this one, which is I hope not the case, which don't look past the Panthers here. Don't look past them. I know they're not a good team, but don't look past them. They don't have a win on the year. Say something nice about them. They don't have a win, but they're good on third down. Um, so I just hope the fan base isn't isn't feeling that way too. Um, cause this is not it a looks trap dance like of sorts, but.
2: It, but it is because they're favored by 10. This is uncharted territory. Like you said, it's been six years, so it's a little bit of uncharted territory. It looks like it's sold out, but obviously on all the resale sites, you can get tickets available. It looks like the cheapest on StubHub is $138. So call it one fifty after garbage time taxes.
1: Yeah. I got 107
2: on the game time app.
0: ESPN's got tickets as low as sixty-nine.
2: No, you're being a pervert.
0: That's what it says. Want me to share my Scott screen? Doesn't. So, but it's weird because earlier, when I looked at this just a couple hours ago, it said tickets as low as ninety-eight. So, somebody might be trying to flip these real quick or something. There might be one person with sixty-nine-dollar tickets. Anyway, um, you wanna, guys want to talk predictions? Kick us off, fearless leader. Thank you, thank you. I shall. I've got the Lions here, thirty to twelve. Kind of a weird score. I mentioned that I, I like. Uh, I think that Chark gets in the end zone. I think they get a touchdown early to Chark, um, make it seven to seven, and then the Lions go on a little bit of a run, get that number up into the twenties. They get a couple of scores in the second half, and uh, I'm calling for thirty to
1: twelve. Uh, I'll I'll kind of echo your Lions score. Also take thirty, and I think Mitch is right. I think they're just going to kind of impose their will in this game. David Montgomery gives a little one-two combo punch. They're going to run the clock. So, um, to Mitch's point, I don't think they're going to put up as many points as everybody thinks they will in this game. Uh, but on the other side of it, I think the defense is going to get a score in this game, and they're really just going to limit the Panthers to everything. So we're gonna we're gonna call it thirty to three Lions.
2: Love it. I'm right behind you guys. I got Lions twenty-eight, Panthers ten. I just think it's hard to keep teams out of the end zone in the NFL to to Ben's point. Uh, and I just think it's again, it's a ground and pound game. I think you get three touchdowns combined out of the running backs. Um, one touchdown from golf. The only other thing there is maybe in some red zone situations, we just give the tight end some love. That would be great. Um, yeah, I got twenty eight ten lines. I think they can they can control the game, play your game on the trenches. Good to go.
0: Subtle shot at the Andrew there by calling out his score of three points with the end zone comment there. I see. That's how good but, the Lions but, defense is right now. Three points. I, I believe it when I see it. I'll say that. Um, but when you said defensive touchdown, that sounded oh, so nice. We haven't had one in a little bit here. We had the Brian Branch one in the first game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Have we had one since? We've had turnovers, but I don't think we've had any points off or points, you know, defensive scores besides the Branch. Yeah, so love to see that. Would love to see that. I think it's got a good opportunity to happen with a Bryce Young pick. Bumble, sack fumble, something, something of sorts. I think it's got a good opportunity. I um, think he might be in scrambling
1: a little swap from behind.
0: A little karate chop. A little, little karate chop. A little empty hand going forward. Uh little remember the I can the picture it now. I can picture it now. Bryce Young's doing the hand symbol like, no, 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 the arm's going forward. Arm's going forward. Frank Wright's over there yelling. Dan Campbell's going. Nah, that's a fumble. It's a fumble, baby. If that's gonna
2: happen, I want it to be like, give me, give me Hutch with a strip sack and Bugs takes it in. Give me a big boy <laughs> touchdown.
0: And get him some oxygen afterwards. You know it's coming. You yeah. know the shot's coming. Yeah. After
1: they come back from the Let's, commercial break. Yep. Ford field Let's, would be erupting after a Bugs touchdown, man.
2: Let the big fella find Pater. That would be incredible.
0: Nobody. Everybody loves him big man touchdown we need more of them um would love to see it uh one last note about this game vote in the poll below on your pick your winner below and the other thing is unfortunately folks if you guys like to listen to the audio of these games we're going to have chris myers on the call for this game which is a real bummer not the not the a-list crew that we'll have next week with the bucks probably uh but we digress let's talk about week five in the nfl we've got um a little nugget here from Sunday Night Football, uh, for those of you with YouTube TV, um, I didn't notice this until I went to turn the game off, but the little playhead on YouTube TV was none other than the, uh, than the heart that Taylor Swift does, which I, I didn't know, honestly, until that t- point in time that Taylor Swift like invented this symbol. Um, but I guess she did, and 27 million people showed up and, and, and watched, and Gen Z and female viewership was through the roof. So we're going to get more of this, whether you like it or not.
2: It's so insane. I saw that they a pan to T Swift 17 times during the game. Oh, really? It's just, it's just too much. And I get it. And I don't know if you guys are Dan Patrick fans, but I listened to the show, um, you know, kind of throughout the day and they were talking about how the, the female demographic is like the great white Buffalo for the NFL. Like it's the one that always gets away. They can't find a way to figure it out. So all these conspiracy theories that like the relationship's fake. It's set up. I don't think it's fake. You could I, on the Kelsey brother podcast, whatever it's called. I think Travis said New Heights that like yeah New Heights. Thanks. Nice. M- media just runs wild with this stuff, and he's kind of seems like he's a little uncomfortable with it at this point. Um, it's just too much. Let's just let people live. And I said it a few weeks ago, the Swifties are so weird, like so weird. Just relax. Find a hobby. Do anything else. It's I'll stalkerish. Say this.
0: I will say this. I didn't mean for this to become a discussion, but I will say this. This is better. i take this over politics, 100%. As bad as it is, I'll take this over politics. Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> anyway, Mitch, do you want to say sorry to Zach Wilson?
2: He played a good game. I still don't think he's good. I mean, I give him a good – if played, keep playing like that, I don't know. I mean, he's still lost. So, it's, it is the Chiefs. But I think, t- honestly, that game to me said more about the Chiefs' susceptibility and vulnerability than it did about uh, the Jets. Zach Wilson played well, though. I'll give – No. That. I will say, though, again, the one where I think he had Lazard, like, wide open – and just like, that's, you just got to throw it. That's all you yeah. got to do.
0: Yeah, he played think, well, though. Yeah, you didn't go as hard as Rodney
1: Harrison did, though.
2: That was weird. That was just uncalled for <laughs> and weird.
1: Very Maybe odd. Zach Wilson hooked up with his mom. Go I was going to, well, hold on. Did Ooh. What do you say to the reports that he left, uh, left the stadium with Donna Kelsey?
2: <laughs>
1: you
0: ate the trash <laughs> on that one again, didn't you? This is the Margot Robbie and J-Mo thing all over again.
1: Ate the cheese for sure on that story.
0: <laughs> no, Donna Kelsey's hanging out with Jake from State Farm. That's the that's the real truth right there. Um, I, I had something else I was gonna say. Uh, oh yeah, Chiefs obviously missing Eric Bieniemy, but that's just me trying to victory lap again. Um, yeah, so let's move forward to Week Five. Uh, got a little update here on the records recap. I um, don't feel great about. What I'm about to say, but I went 10 and six. Andrew went 12 and four. Mitch also 12 and four. That puts our recap season totals at 42 and 22 for Ben. Uh, Andrew, little little behind, but 37 and 27. Mitch is 42 and 22. Okay, let's talk about the matchups. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. Mitch and I are tied. Uh, this happened quick. Life comes at you fast. It's the old Mitch's quote. This is a perfect scenario of that. Life hit me real fast here. I've got some work to do in the next. You know uh coming weeks, so I'm gonna strap in I'm gonna lock in laser focus here, let's continue the snake order. Let's see if we can do it uh correctly, and let's start here. obviously, now we're into bye weeks, which is crazy. It's week five. the bye weeks have started, so we have thirteen matchups this week instead of sixteen, and so this will be your last or this is the first bye week, and uh we won't have full weeks until week fifteen again. So kicking things off on Thursday night, it's the bears a bad news bears at the commanders 815 on the prime network Thursday night football we've got weather at 70 degrees and clear i'm gonna take the commanders here because the bears are bad
1: i'm also gonna take the commanders this one uh, worries me a little bit seems like a bait game the bears are gonna get a win this year but uh, i'm just gonna stick with my original gut on this one and take the commanders
2: I'm with you guys. I've got Commanders. It just feels like Commanders are the Giants of last year at this point. Season's getting away from the Giants. Obviously, the Commanders are are playing some teams, some good teams, tough. I think the Commanders are a solid, solid football team. Next, good, good thing Jags. no one to take them. next we've got jags jags at bills in london 9 30 a.m 77 degrees mostly sunny on nfl network no more toy story so no one's going to be watching let's go i have i have the bills um i mean the jags jags got a win last week against the falcons the bills are not the falcons
1: Agreed. As much as I loved uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags playing in London, I believe we got a stadium change at this one, though, to a different stadium here. Um, yes. I still just got to believe in Josh Allen here, and the Bills are rolling right now.
0: Yeah. I can't remember if this one's in Wembley or the other one was when Wembley, and then I don't remember the name of the other one. So it's one of the two, but this one on NFL Network, so no ESPN Plus needed for this one. Tottenham. 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 Who could forget about Tottenham? Yes, I've got the bills here, uh, week two in London for the Jags, but I, I just don't see the I just don't see it I just don't see it, uh, but I think the Jags will play them tough. Uh, Texans at the Falcons. This one's in a dome I'm going to take the Texans, C.J. Stroud and the boys, D'Amico Ryans. love what he's got going on. I think we're going to have a close one here. 2117. I'm going to take the Texans.:
1: Yeah, I'm also going to take the Texans here I think. Uh, CJ Stroud is actually kind of finding himself. He's rolling. He's still sitting on my bench in fantasy, uh, if anybody cares. Um, so I'm going to take the Texans. The only way the Falcons will win this game is if Bijan goes for four scores.
2: I I think that's along the lines of what's going to happen. I've got the Falcons. This this just feels like a trap game to me. Feels like people are kind of high on the high on the Texans, high on Stroud, which they should be. To be through four weeks in the NFL as a rookie and not throw a pick and have 300 yards a game average, is is really impressive. Um, I don't know; just feels like one. The Falcons will pull out. Next, Titans at Colts in the Dome, 1 p.m. on CBS. This is one I've gone back and forth with. Also, feels like a little bit of a trap game. I think I'm going to go Colts, be simply because it's home. Um, Titans had a good game last week, but it's hard to say what the Bengals are. Joe Burrow doesn't look awesome. Uh, wait, am I off? Am I misquoting? Who the Titans beat last week? Was that the Bengals? Yeah, it was yes. the Bengals. Trust your gut. Yeah, you're Colts. There. Colts.
1: This is a very divisive game here. You got uh, Titans, Colts. Everybody in that division sitting at two and two uh, Jags probably gonna lose to the Bills, so a good time to get up on the Jags, the predicted winners of that division. Good time to get one up on them this week. Um, So it's a it's a bigger game than everybody thinks. But honestly, the way Anthony Richardson looked last week and his his throwing capabilities much better than I thought they were. I think he's gonna tear up the Titans backfield.
0: Going for MVP again with those Nuggets right there. I like that. Yeah, it's a divisional matchup, and uh. Two teams, you know, kind of mediocre, kind of stinky, uh, but the Titans fighters. So I'm going to take the Titans here. Don't love it. As Mitch said, this is a tough one. All right, I don't have a strong feeling one way or another, but I'm going to take the Titans after poo-pooing on them several times in the past. I'll take them this week. Giants at the Dolphins. One o'clock on Fox. We've got an 87 degrees temperature for this one with a 40% chance of shower So. Could have some pop-up showers in this one. Everybody counting the Giants out. We mentioned it. This is your biggest spread of the week. Uh, dolphins heavy favorites here. Um, you know, you might think that the way I led into that, I might take the Giants, but I do have the Dolphins here.
1: I've uh, the the Dolphins have tasted seventy. They've smelled a hundred. Dolphin uh, Dolphins might become land predators here. And absolutely assimilate the population of the Giants. Um, so I'm going to take the Dolphins, maybe with 100 points and a surprise <laughs> appearance from Simon. Oof.
2: I uh, I also have the Dolphins. They Need a bounce back. They kind of got embarrassed by the Bills last week. So I think uh, I think McDaniel's going to be looking for some some tricks to pull out of his sleeve and show. No, it wasn't just a fluke that we took it to the Broncos. Even though the Broncos stink out loud. I have the Dolphins. Next in the 1 p.m. slot, Saints at Patriots in the all-time discussed lighthouse. CBS, 62 degrees, mostly cloudy. That is football weather, folks, if I've ever heard it. I've got the Patriots here. It's uh, no Judon, but it's a Patriots house. Saints aren't a very good team. Uh, I think the Patriots kind of just win a classic Bill Belichick. Ugly, grinded out game. He's gonna out coach Dennis Allen. It's all it's all it comes down to.
1: I could not have said that any better myself. This just smells like a low scoring affair, like maybe a 15 12, something like that in there. Uh but yeah, Patriots at home against a mediocre team seems too easy.
0: I like this. After we pretty much agreed on everything last week, we've got some discrepancies here, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a different oh, record. No.
2: No, you well, we couldn't have agreed on everything because you you didn't get as many right as me and Andrew did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's valid. I I, I I don't have anything to say to that. You did get two more wins than me, but I'm saying through a couple games here already, we're already having discrepancies. So this is huge. This is gonna be a huge week huge week. This is pivotal. I've got the Saints here. No Matthew Judon for the Patriots. They're not gonna have the pass rush pat Pat's pass, pass rush? Um that they normally would. The Saints are going to figure out how to protect Derek Carr this week, and Derek Carr is going to have more time to throw. Derek Carr is going to get, get his in this one. I've got the Saints. Um, I've got the Saints. Uh, Steelers, Ravens, in a classic AFC North battle. No love loss, classic game. Kenny Pickett, questionable, but back at practice today. Seems like he's going to play. He says, no doubt. And I quote, we've got this one at CBS, on CBS at 1 o'clock, 53 degrees and mostly, cl- mostly cloudy. Speaking of... Football weather. I've got the Steelers here. Do we want to tell?
2: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew is on mute. I'm going to speak for both of us. We both like the Ravens in this game. We just need Lamar Jackson to figure out how to hold on to the ball, not turn it over. Uh, We like the Ravens. Andrew, did I miss anything?
1: Yeah, we're pretty close. I just wanted to speak to Ben's B team here. Put your goddamn hand down, son. Uh, your B team is in danger this week. If they don't win with Matt Canada and his burner accounts, you can't stop me. I'm on a Fake roll. News. George Pickett is going to demand, is going to demand <laughs> you George Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> George Pickens is going to demand a trade after this game if they do not win and win
0: well. Here, here's the here's one last note. Mike Tomlin led teams don't lose back to back games. They haven't they haven't this year and they haven't in a long time. So Steelers.
2: All right. After we get to hear Ben talk about how much he loves Mike Tomlin moving on first slot in the afternoon. Ooh, sorry, gross. First game in the afternoon slot. Apologize folks. Bengals at Cardinals 405 on Fox in the dome. I've got the Bengals in this one. They have to win eventually, right? Yeah, right. That's how I feel,
1: kind of, about the Cardinals too. They're playing everybody really hard, and the Bengals are playing everybody really soft. It seems like a perfect storm for the Cardinals to win. I'm honestly, I want there a reason to be a swinging gate on this one, so I can weirdly take both teams. Um, I don't know what the line is on this game. Got to be oddly close, though. I'm gonna take the Cardinals.
2: I would like to, if we can agree, I. I've been hearing whispers that the Bengals may sit Burrow. Um, I think we allow for a swinging gate. But but no, no we can't because Andrew didn't pick the, the Bengals. Never mind. <laughs> well, you can I have mean, it.
0: Yeah. Throw us a bone. So you took the Bengals.
2: I'm still on the Bengals. I just... Okay. It just feels ah. like a weird one because the Cardinals are playing everyone yeah. tough. And again, Joe Burrow's right leg looks like a toothpick.
0: Hate this, hate this game. It's a sound the alarm game though. If the Bengals lose, not not good. Tommy, you be quiet. Take time. it easy. Yeah, I've got the I've got the bungles in this one. Eagles at the Rams in the 405. Uh, right nearby the 405, actually over there in LA. This one on Fox. This one's in a dome slash inside outside whatever you want to call it. Oh, this one's a tough one. Uh, I feel like the Eagles got to lose at some point. Um, but it's not going to be this week. I'm going to take the Eagles. The Eagles are going to have some losses. Uh, sneaky. They've got the. They've got to play the Bills, the Chiefs, and a couple other teams down the stretch in a five game stretch, which is nasty here in a few weeks. So I think they're going to be hungry for wins right now. They know they got to get these wins because they're going to have some tough matchups down the stretch. So
1: with that said, Eagles. I'm going to look like a genius or a total idiot this week. I'm going opposite of you guys in a few of them now. I'm going to take the Rams almost to the same logic you had there, Ben. Uh, They have to lose at some point. Pukachu running wild. I think they're going to put a lot of attention on him. And uh, watch for Sean McVay to pull another guy out of his uh, bag of tricks that you don't know about. Um, And he's going to be the next trending star in fantasy football.
2: I like Eagles. I just want to fade Andrew on this one. I think the Eagles will win. Eagles are a good team. Rams are a sneaky good team, but I don't think the the loss has come for the Eagles just yet. Next game up, Jets at Broncos, 425 CBS, 79 degrees and sunny in the Mountain State. Nathaniel Hackett revenge game. I still have the Broncos. This feels like this is the one where Sean Payton will do anything. To win the game onside kicks early, whatever he cut the sleeves off again, whatever they have to do just feels like one where the Broncos are going to pull it out. Zach Wilson might have a little comeback down to earth Um, if they don't win this game and the Jets put up more than 21 points. Vance Joseph is out.
1: It's tough, too. I'd like to have uh, have a home for him in Detroit, too. I like Vance Joseph as a coach. He's done nice things with pretty much every team he's been on. But, yeah, it doesn't look good for him right now. I'm going to take the Broncos. It's at home. Zach Wilson riding the highest of highs. Um, and honestly, I think he's going to come in a little too confident into this game and turn into the old Zach Wilson we knew. Uh, try to escape the pocket and then just fling up some trash long downfield. So honestly, I think the Broncos defense is going to have a comeback. couple picks here.
0: Going against you here. I'm going to ride the Zach Wilson train. He's going to be riding high. He's going to be feeling high and mile high. I've got the Jets here. And uh, side note, little sneaky side prediction here. I'm calling for one, if not two, Broncos to get thrown out of this game. Ejected. Whoa. Just, to, just to your point, Mitch, that Sean Payton Whoa. will do anything. He may be. He's got bounties on this game. One hundred percent. He's throwing bounties out on this game.
1: Um, I think he's got the boys promise something after the game. A little extracurricular fun. Hundred,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. Chiefs traveling to Minnesota on four twenty-five. This is your Romo-Nance game of the week. CBS. This one's in a dome. No weather plan effect here. Um after this one, Taylor may have a new man on the Minnesota Vikings because I'm gonna take the Minnesota just kidding. I'm gonna take the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I think the Chiefs are are pissed off at the world right now. They're very upset about the stats from last week. I can tell you Pat Mahomes isn't happy with his performance. And if he's a competitor like like what everybody says, you know, kind of the Tom Brady gets right into the film. Uh, dedicates to his craft. I think they're going to come back and have uh, a monstrous game. And thank God we play the Vikings late because they are just getting throttled early. They may not be a factor by the time we see them.
2: Going to be the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are a little more, again, vulnerable. Said it earlier. I'll say it again. A little more vulnerable than we think they are. This just doesn't feel like the one that they lose. And this doesn't feel like one that the Vikings are going to pull away with. Vikings are in a bad, bad state. I think we talked about it Sunday on uh, Hot Seat Warm Cushions. The Vikings lose this one. It's getting real, real warm in Minnesota. Next, Sunday Night Football Game of the Week nominee from your host, Ben. 60, 60 degrees? 60s? A little windy. Left to right wind is what the weatherman is calling for. I got 49ers in this one. They just look too good. They look too complete. You barely even had to involve anyone outside of CMC last week, and they still put a hurting on the Cardinals. Uh, 49ers just look unstoppable right now.
1: Yeah, I think the stat I heard was that Debo didn't catch a single pass. I don't know if he caught. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, okay. Didn't even uh, with need- all that being... Yeah, with all that being said, uh, if Michael Parsons is healthy and ready to go, I'm going to take this Cowboys defense and Dan Quinn, um, and I'm going to give the 49ers their first loss of the season. Same same rule of thumb, the unbeatens are going down this week, and the, the train ends here. And so uh, it's just going to be a battle of the defense, and they're going to shut down McCaffrey. Love where your head's at. War of attrition. Cowboys.
0: I love that, but I'm going to take the 49ers here. I, I do like where your head's at with that pick though, because the Cowboys have notoriously struggled against the 49ers and they're sick and tired of hearing that. I think this is the perfect opportunity for the Cowboys to get a win here in the regular season, but lose to them in the playoffs. But I'm still going to stick with 49ers because they're just, it's hard. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go against the 49ers until I'm proven otherwise. So it's kind of where I'm standing with that. Mitch, did you have something?
2: No, I was just mocking the way you were talking.
0: Oh, using my hands? Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, you know, we all have our own ways.
0: Uh, Packers at the Raiders. This is Mitch's favorite matchup of the week. Uh, This one on Monday Night Football in the Dome, in the Allegiant Stadium. (laughs) Yeah. Devontae Adams, obviously this big revenge game for him. Uh, (laughs) Why does it say I have Josh McDaniels? Um, I have the Raiders here. But (laughs) I guess uh, in the same vein, I have Josh McDaniels.
1: I think Josh McDaniels might be coaching for his uh, football career here, uh, definitely this season, but maybe this game he's he's going to see himself in prime time here against a down Packers team that got throttled by the Lions. So you got to think that the Raiders believe they've got a chance. They've seen the 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 proof to beat the Packers, um, and I think Josh McDaniels might go back to his old cheating
2: ways here and find a way to uh, to cheat and win this game. Insert Chris Berman saying Raiders here. The
0: Raiders. Yeah. I've got the Waiters, too. They're going to be the Waiters after this one because they're going to catch a W. That's that's the play I'm going for on that one.
1: Oh, that that okay. was bad, but welcome to the black hole.
0: Tommy, Tommy, just end the episode right before I said that and put a cut. Hard cut. Oh. College football. We've got the Red River rivalry this week up north here at the Texas State Fair. Uh, if you're looking for something to watch on Saturday, number 12 Oklahoma taking on Texas, number three in the nation at noon. Big noon kickoff. i actually just kidding. It's on ABC. Uh, big noon kickoff is Ohio State Maryland.
1: Speaking oh, of the uh, Texas State gross. Fair, been watching some TikTok vids, heard it's pretty garbage and uh, nothing compared to the Minnesota State Fair. Actually tiny in comparison, or what people are saying. Well,
0: Texas... Folks, don't take a liking to being called tiny. That's for sure.
2: Are there any other good games this weekend? I'm scrolling through now. Anything you guys are going to tune into off the top of your head? Andrew, I know you're ba- not the biggest college football fan.
0: Bama, Texas A&M is always a good one, and it's at Texas A&M, so I think that's a sneaky upset game for Bama.
2: Watch out for Kentucky, Georgia. Georgia yes. has not looked amazing so far this year. They're 14 and a half point favorites. Maybe something for the listeners to put in the tickler file if they're coming up short on funds going into this weekend.
0: Yeah, I like where your head's at on that one. Uh, Kentucky coming in 5-0. and Georgia also 5-0, and but struggled last week notoriously. Uh, 15 points seems big here uh, in an SEC battle, although they are at home. And uh, then at 630, well, 730 Eastern, Notre Dame taking on Louisville, uh, Notre Dame. Still trying to figure out what they are. Um, Got to can't lose another one now with the one loss already to Ohio State. Got to win these games. Um, but other than that, yeah, not a great slate, but a couple good ones in there.
2: It just yeah, it's starting to get it's getting better. It's getting better and better every uh, every week where you're starting to see some you know some top twenty five games lined up. It's just tough. I think most of the listeners would probably fall under the the Michigan or Michigan State fan category, Michigan State's dead, and Michigan season doesn't really start until they play Michigan State. And even then, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. And then you got Penn State, who very well – I'm a Michigan fan. I'm on the record. Penn State very well could win the Big Ten this year. Penn State looks yeah. really, really – I think Penn State looks better than Ohio State. And that one's yeah, just kind of a boring season for Michigan fans.
0: And that one's at Penn State, correct?
2: Yeah, it's gonna be tough.
0: Yeah, that's a Happy Valley man. That's that's tough. Um, Yeah, as you said, Michigan taking on Minnesota, the other M State this weekend. Um, Kind of funny though, Michigan only nineteen point favorites um, versus a three and two Minnesota team, and you've got Georgia fifteen point favorites against an unbeaten team. Just to shows goes to show you the SEC bias. It, It even goes on to Vegas. And that's it. That's our, that's our show, folks. That's Walk Through Wednesday. Let's go Lions this week against the Panthers at home. One o'clock, Warriors back in action. Lions 3-1, Panthers 0-4, right? Um, so look for that. Unfortunately, we've got to listen to Chris Myers this weekend. Uh, let's go Lions. And uh, what's a pig's favorite karate move? Looks like somebody already got ahead of me on this one. Pork chop. Pork chop. chop.
1: You're muted. Not good. Oh, I liked it. Oh, oh. Just got a text from a shareholder. Um, ben, they say you sound like an owl. Oh. An owl? Yeah. Is this a home oh. joke?
2: Damn it.
0: Me owl.
2: Is the episode over?
1: Yeah, I, like I so. Hell yeah, dude. You took me out. I stopped my recording. <laughs> I know it's bad. What? Yeah, Son of a bitch, what? dude. He fucking
2: wiped his butt cheeks with your joke and then stole your lunch. <laughs> yeah, what a wild fucking ending, dude. Oh, God. Shut the fuck up. You wrote that. Oh, I did, didn't I? What
1: the fuck are we talking about, (laughs) dude?